0: I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa.
1: Andre from Brisbane.
2: I'm Ben White from Botswana.
0: Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignol from
1: Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Biggie from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte
0: Seipestein from Frucht,
1: the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry.
0: Welcome back on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad. It's uh, great to have you with us once again. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to this podcast. We know there is tons of content out there, uh, and it just really means a lot to us that you choose to spend your time with us. So thank you. Uh, Today we are catching up with another member of the online, or the Coach Parry Online Training Club. Pemelo Moletsane uh, joins Lindsay Parry in the one-on-one coaching call, that fly-on-the-wall coaching call. And we look at some really cool things, uh, a very, very in-depth marathon nutrition strategy so you don't want to miss that one we find out uh, how Pamelo got started in running and how his 61 uh, year old mom inspired him to get going and then we're also going to look at and it's something that we talk about so often uh and once the penny drops and you get it uh, it makes a ton of sense but a lot of people are missing this and why it's so important to run your slow runs slowly uh it is vital it is th- one of the biggest cogs in the wheel or in the machine uh, that'll allow you to run as best as you can run so uh, that's all coming up on today's podcast as well Don't forget, if you haven't checked out our Comrades Marathon uh, online webinars yet, the next one is coming up pretty soon, make sure you register for it, all you need to do is head over to coachparrycom forward slash webinar, that's where you can get all the details, that's coachparrycom forward slash webinar, make sure you register for it and uh, yeah, we look forward to to spending some time with you on those, they are amazing, Uh, the first couple have gone fantastically well, the next one we're going to be talking a lot about uh, cross training and strength training and our resident strength and conditioning Coach Shona Hendricks is going to be on that call as well. So make sure you do join us. Coming up next, we'll catch up with the coach.
2: Right. Hi, Pamelo. Uh, welcome to the Coach Perry Coaches Call. Um, very excited to have you on uh, for the next half an hour. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you, uh, Lindsay? Um... It's, uh, it's an honor to actually be chatting to you, and I hope that I will get
2: uh,
1: a lot from this session.
2: Yep, let's hope so. That is that that is the point. I'm looking forward to it. I am, um, yeah. I mean, this is what gets me excited and up in the morning is talking to runners. So that is is really cool. And what I really like about it is to hear and learn where everybody comes from and what motivates them. So. Tell us a little bit about your journey. How long have you been running? What got you into running? Um, what motivates you to stay in running? And what is the big goal for the year? Yeah. No
1: thanks. Um, I started running in 2016. Um, I started with a 10 um, Got myself some shoes. Got motivated by my mother. You won't believe it. She's uh, <laughs> she's actually 10. 60, 61 last year. But she had been running, I think, five years prior to me running. Oh, wow. Um, That's yeah, really cool. so, yeah, and she got me motivated. But I, I then met up with a few many new networks, you know, that were running, and they got me hooked. Um, so I started with a 10 kilometers in 2016. I did my first 21 in uh, 2017 at Cups of Work.
2: Brilliant. Uh, then
1: I did my next uh, 42 at the very same Cups of Work the following year in 2018. Uh, then I was, you know, I kept on doing it, but not professionally. And I must say that it wasn't structured, you know, it was just get your shoes, run, train, go to a race, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so I did, um, a, so last year I cranked it up a bit. I did... Um, so which was uh, oh, which was terrible.
2: The forty two.
1: The forty two years. Um, I finished it in uh, five and a half hours though. Yeah. Uh, four weeks, three weeks later or so, I did the new race around where I stay. It's called the Mahuba Plunge it's huh? from Hallets to Zanin. It was a maiden race. Um, I did the forty two there as well, and did it in five oh seven. You know. Okay. Uh, funny enough, my best, uh, 42 was actually at capsule of Rope in 2018, which yes. I did in 431. Uh, but I, I don't know whether I, it's because I started trying to get some structure into it that I it felt like I was regressing because at times I getting worse instead of, <laughs> instead of improving. My second best time was in 2019, January at Wonderpark uh, Wonder Park in Pretoria, okay. uh, At 4:48. Um, So far, uh, I want to do uh, two options, and I also want to do uh, comrades. Comrades. Uh, Yeah, I've been. I started training for comrades uh, in 2018, but last year I suffered a a, uh, an injury uh, after the Wonder Park, which took me out for about 10 weeks. Uh, I had a stress fracture in my right me um, and it you know if i didn't go out of my way to try and find out what it actually was it probably would have just persisted because nobody picked it up you know yeah. i had, I only picked it up when i did the mri you know? yeah so i've had some structure now in my training i'm following your finishers program i've started following it religiously now in january um, cool. I might be adding a few things there and you will pick up from the analysis uh, probably. Um, so, my next race will be on the 15th of February uh, in Bologuane, okay. uh, which is the Capricorn District Mayor's uh, race.
2: Cool. And that's a, a marathon? That's a marathon, yeah. Okay. And that will be your qualifier. Alright. So... the um, qualifier,
1: yes. Cool.
2: So look it's it's clear that you have got a little bit of ability as a runner so you've you've actually until you got your stress fracture your running career was progressing quite sensibly starting with a ten k one year half marathon the next year marathon the next year so part of the reason why i think you actually did quite well in that particular race was because you had spaced you know, all these efforts out quite well. And then when you moved on to a structured program, that was perhaps just a little bit too much of a jump. The good news, of course, is that there's absolutely nothing stopping you from getting back close to that 432. You might not necessarily be quite there come the 16th of, of – um, the 15th of February. You might you may well be. We can, we can talk about that now for the next couple of minutes, um, but the, the the potential and and your your ten and twenty one and and your marathon times, um, they all stack up that you you are capable of running that that four thirty again, and and importantly that you are definitely capable of finishing both two oceans and Comrades. So we just need to qualify you for that. Um, yeah, so that you know all the listeners out there. You're a fairly close to an hour, 10, 10K. Um, you're a 210 on the half, um, and you are a 432 on the, on the marathon. So everything's pointing in the right direction. Have you run in the last eight weeks or so a 10 or a 5K park run, or have you run a, a half marathon, even if you didn't race it flat out, have you run that sort of distance quite hard? Um or have you just been building up slowly from that stress fracture and just just doing the training on on the program
1: uh, i you know i I got um a bit comfortable with the pace, so what the structure will help me is to just increase my pace you know yeah. um there's a reason I'm saying this because on the 8th, 8th of December, I did a um a Remem- uh, Mandela, Remember Mandela race? In Pretoria? Yes. Tar- yes. Uh, I finished that in uh, 2.19. So okay. my pace was around 6.15, 6.19, uh, which was very comfortable. It wasn't... I tried to increase it towards the end. That The last three kilometers, I think I was running just about around six or just below six. Cool. Uh, so I wasn't pushing hard. It was just, you know... That, that easy pace in a bus, and I, I I think I got off the bus the last three kilometers and just went. Cool.
2: Okay, so that's great news because that tells me that you will you will almost definitely qualify on the 15th of February, um, and you will probably qualify with under 440. So that that would be that's the target you should set yourself is to go is to go under is to go under 440 um i wouldn't go for your pb just yet it's, it's not yeah, yeah. it's not quite the right time of year and and for me the important thing here is qualifying and then carrying on to prepare and and build up um i do think that you have got sub 11 comrades potential um but i think that's something we should revisit in about march so in march you you know depending on how the qualifier goes how the training goes for the, the the couple of weeks after the qualifier we can have a discussion in the forum and perhaps you will find yourself then switching over to the the sub eleven program but i'm i'm feeling I'm feeling quite confident on your behalf so let's move yeah, into sure. the most important part of this half an hour and that is for you to ask whatever running questions that have been Burning on your mind when you've been running, that you've been discussing yeah. with your, your running mates. But uh, yeah, now's your opportunity to take advantage.
1: Yeah, I think the one that is uh, uh, stressing me a bit, uh, Lindsay, is is I run out of energy when I'm doing a marathon. I really run out of gas at some, at 36. Okay, you know, I've been the last uh, two marathons that I did in November. I struggled. From thirty-six, you know, to to finish. So, I just need some tips. I've started with the the nutrition. You know, I I have your normal carbs. I have your your normal rice during the week. Your potatoes. Your your pup. Uh, you know, once a week. Um, and I do your normal food. Your pumpkins. Your red meat and your fish and stuff like that. Cool. Um, I've started using the gels now during my uh, our long weekend long runs. So I've mm-hmm. started trying to take them every hour or so to see how how that goes. Uh, so, so so I can't make out what is what what really is is why am I running out of energy like that?
2: You know. So tell me, how much do you weigh, Pumelo? At uh, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven kilograms. When you wake up in the morning, before a race, what do, you, what do you have for breakfast?
1: I have a shake, so I'll have a, um, cool. you know, does this F21 have a life
2: shake? Okay, that and I, is fun, so that's, you are taking in something before the race, which is really cool. Um, up until now, what is your typical nutrition being in a, in a race, so how often? How often are you drinking coke and powerade along the route
1: um, i think i I typically don't take any for the first twenty one
2: okay mm-hmm. I we've start, ident- we've identified our first problem but then after twenty one what do you what do you take then
1: I will start taking your coke and then I used to use the the Biroca gel you know uh, mm-hmm. Just that and I would just be erratic in taking taking them so but I will increase the you know uh, I will increase them you know, probably from twenty four or so I'll take them more often
2: okay all right so I'm going to give you and there is a little bit of time for you to to work on this a little bit um. Leading into the race. But you, and you don't have to – when you're doing your training runs, you don't have to take as much. You just need to take some because what we're doing in the training runs is just making sure that your stomach is fine with everything that we, we're going to use. So we, we're happy with your breakfast. The shake is cool. You can wake up. You can slowly sip that shake as you go. Um, and breakfast, we, we, we're happy with. Okay, But you were 87 kilograms. So in an ideal world, you need 80 to 90 kilograms, uh, 90 to 80 grams of yeah. carbohydrates per per kilogram. So you need roughly, in an ideal world, it's not, it's, we don't get that much in, but I, I'm just telling you that f- so that you understand. So you need 80 to 90 grams per, we, you need one gram per kg, so 80 to 90 grams of carbohydrates. In okay. a gel, the gel has roughly 26 grams okay, okay. Per, of carbohydrates. Coke has got 11 grams per 100 mils. Okay. And Energade or Powerade has about 7 to 8 grams per 100 milliliters. Okay. So also, okay. I mean, it's nice to, to, to mix it up a little bit so you don't only drink Coke, but but actually Coke is quite good because it gives you quite a lot of sugar per 100 grams. You um. are you are starting the race with stored carbohydrates. We all do. We've got stored carbohydrates in, in our muscles. You are probably starting with in the region of 180 grams approximately. I mean, it's not an exact science, but you've probably got about 180 grams that you're starting with. Plus, yeah. you are having a fairly high-carbohydrate meal before you run. I'm going to assign 60 grams. It's, it's probably not super accurate, but it's accurate enough for what we want to yeah. do. So, essentially, you've got, 24, you've got 240 grams of carbohydrates um, that you've got available to you for the race. And if you are going to be running for five hours, you need roughly – 400 grams. Okay? okay. So that means over the course of the marathon, we are trying to get close to, and we don't have to get all the way there. And and sometimes it, it, if we try, it might actually just be overkill and, and too much. So we're looking for 160 grams, which over five hours means that we need about thirty to forty grams yeah. per hour. hour. Yeah. So if you are, if you take every fifteen to thirty minutes some small sips of coke and then every every forty five to sixty minutes a gel with some water, then you will have enough energy to take you all the way to the finish line. At the moment, what you are probably getting is about half of what you need. You're probably getting 30 to 40 grams per hour uh, for the last 15 k's, but that it's yeah. it's not it's yeah. just not enough. So I think um, obviously training will help. The structure training will help. The the, the training at the right training paces will help. But for you in the marathon in particular, if you sort out that um, if you sort out your 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 nutrition, you are going to be in a in a good way.
1: Can I just start, ask something there, Lindsay? Uh, yes. What about the solids? Because you know, um, like potatoes and uh, and bananas. Uh, the reason is. Maybe I'm. Uh, it's just because of the novice in me. I find it very difficult to to, to handle them. They inform some, you know, some like a See. solid in your stomach, and it gets heavy for you to run with them.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's so, perfect, look, like, I, yeah. I, I, use, I do use solids, and I do recommend people use solids. However, not actually for the energy. Yes, if you struggle to take gels, and you struggle to drink Coke, then you do need to use the potatoes for energy but what I find with potatoes with bananas with potato chips what I find with those is that it's not we're not trying to eat a potato like you you know when you think about a potato you think about a baked potato no think about a baby potato that's cut in half Mm-hmm. And you're only gonna have one every now and then. And same with a banana, you're gonna have a bite. You're not we're not talking about having like a banana. And <laughs> I think that's that's how yeah. we use solids. So we use a small amount because then it's not sitting in our stomachs. That's the that's the, yeah, I mean, exactly I mean if you have a if you have half a baked potato, I mean you're right. You're gonna you're gonna it's gonna sit there every time you burp, you're just gonna taste potato. So mm-hmm. It's a question of having small bites and what those small bites do, not necessarily in a marathon, but as soon as you go longer than a marathon, if you're on the road for six hours, seven hours, ten hours, is that if you only have gels and you only have coke, then after a while your body just goes, I cannot have any more sugar. But if yeah. you every now and then just have a bit of a small potato with some salt on it, or some or some potato small like one or two little potato chips with, you know, like a salt and vinegar or a, or a salted um, – just those small little bits of, of solid actually make it easier for you then to then carry on having all the sweet stuff. So it's more about just giving your mouth and your taste buds a rest from all the sugar. And then it does provide a little bit of energy. And, and as I said, if some people just cannot eat um, – gels, then they need to do things like raisins and cashew nuts and dates um, yeah. and that kind of stuff
1: okay now there's no problem um so i I hear that now the other question that I have you know, it's always a debate in our in our long runs uh, with uh, with the group uh, you know the definition of a long run because I find, and I, you know, I'll give you an example. Last week we ran, you know, about 26 kilometers, um, and then we were doing about 6:15, 6:30, and there was a point when we were doing six. And I said to the guys that this is not a, this is not a slower, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm finding it very difficult. This is like, you know, a, a race, you know, a marathon, and, and the, my heart rate is going up, you know. And you know they've got different views that you know that even on a on a on an LSD you can do the pace that you know you can you can do and, you know in preparation for 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 a race. But, but I also ha- read you know uh, watched your 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 video about you know ran, running aerobically and being running slow to run fast you know. And 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 some of them don't don't agree with that, but I do, you know. To be honest with you, because you can feel when you are building, you know. You can feel when you are comfortable, yeah. and you can feel where, you know, you, when you are comfortable, you can you can con- sort of control. You can you have a lever to control your pace if you are, yes. rather than trying to go at it and and running out of uh, out of steam. So so. In your advice, what would be for me you know I, you know you've got your my my record there, what would be my ideal pace for for my comfortable pace for a slow run, so that I don't get into these debates, I maintain mine and just finish that uh, that slow run
2: so where where you are right now in your running ability as it is exactly now, your easy runs should be run around 6.30 to 7. And your long runs should be run about 6.40 to 7.10, around there. Um, And it's it's actually such an important question because it is probably the biggest mistake that the average runner makes. And the reason why it's so easy to make that mistake is that if you run too fast in training and you don't get injured, then your running is going to improve. However, you are setting your ceiling lower. So you're going to improve until you get to a point. And also your race day performance will be compromised. You might improve. And so you think what you've done was the right thing but you, you, you're you going to start the race tight, so you're not going to be able to perform to the best of your actual ability. The only way to really get that ceiling to lift and for you, for example, to get back to running 4.30s because you should be running 4.30 or, or faster for a marathon is by layering, layering that, getting your aerobic, and then slowly over time, your very easy run will get faster, but it shouldn't be an effort to, you know, you're always consciously running faster. It should be a case of at this very floaty effort, I'm just slowly getting faster and faster at this effort. And then by that way, you raise the ceiling, you're fresh on race day, so you can actually execute on your ability on race day. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, that's good. And the uh, the other one related to that, for me as well, is uh, I find it, you know, at this point, hard to get into the, how do I say, to the rhythm. So I'll do very bad in 10 kilometers, <laughs> 10 kilometer races, because I, uh, I, I start getting into the rhythm there around five, six kilometers, you know, I would just go, you know, slow, probably do about seven um and then then pick it up gradually then i see that from around 12 to 15 then i'm you know i'm i'm okay then i'm, I'm i can do that 6 15 consistently you know uh, uh but i want to do a <laughs> i, I want to do a sub two we've got a 22 kilometer run so i just want to get advice if, it, if it's advisable to try and push that that hard
2: so, a, yeah, so the answer is yes, but, but not every weekend, obviously, as we discussed just now. But if there's a race that you've been and, – and in this process of building up to the marathon or, or perhaps it's after the marathon and building up to comrades, it is fun to push yourself on 8Ks, 5Ks, 5Ks. Um, fifteen Ks, twenty one Ks. I wouldn't push myself past twenty one Ks in you know once the, the qualifiers out of out of the way. But yes you can push yourself. But the shorter the distance, the more important the warm up becomes. Oh. Because in a ten K and a five K, you want to start flat out because you don't have you know in a ten K if you if it takes you six Ks to warm up then you know then the race is already over. So you actually want to line up <laughs> Having warmed up, having done at least 20 minutes, but in your case, it's, you need more. So you want to warm up for about half an hour or longer, so that when you start, you're warmed up and ready to race. And in a 21, you probably you also want to warm up for a 21. When it starts to get to the marathon and longer, you can afford to use the first 3, 4, 5Ks just to get into the thing. Because... Yes, you lose a little bit of time, but you don't lose the same amount. Like in a five k, I mean, if you lose one minute in the first kilometer in a five k, you, you, you're never going to get that back. You can't. You just can't run yeah. fast enough for, for for the rest. So, yes, that your trick is you must warm up before you do the short races, and there are opportunities uh, for you to push yourself every every three to four weeks. You can push yourself hard at a time trial. Um, and up to a half marathon but I wouldn't you don't want to do a a half marathon every month so you maybe want to do one or two half marathons in the build up to comrades okay
1: All right. and warming up can be anything from uh, as I stay for example about two kilometers from where where we'll be starting to run so I can run that two kilometers slow you know, exactly. And that would be enough to Exactly. To have warmed up. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: All uh, right. that that is All right.
1: those are the questions for me then uh Lindsay.
2: Excellent. That's perfect timing because our half an hour is just about up. Um we're at eleven o'clock. So yeah, Pumela, thanks very much for joining us. I've really enjoyed this call. Um I'm looking forward to hearing about you qualifying on the 15th of February and seeing you in the forums, chatting to the other runners, asking questions so we can make this journey to two oceans and comrades together. All right. No, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for, for, for this call. Thanks for the advice. Super. Enjoy Pleasure. Things. Pleasure. Pirmelo.
0: Go well. Cheers. Man, I love these calls. They are amazing. I hope you enjoyed that one too. Thank you to everyone who has left us a review and a rating uh, on whichever platform that you listen to these podcasts on. I mentioned last week that we are giving away three months access to the Coach Perry Online Training Club. It's worth a thousand bucks. And all you need to do uh, is leave us a review and we'll put all the names in a hat and draw one out uh, in just a couple of weeks' time. So uh, if you haven't yet, please do leave us a review. It really helps us massively uh, to sort of get in front of more people. Uh, the, the more reviews and positive reviews we we get uh, the better it is and it just helps our, our rankings so to speak in the podcast charts before i go another success story out of the coach parry online training club forum and this one is from Tien pretorius Tien saying hi team i'm absolutely stoked uh, at the time of writing this post this past week i've improved my personal best times on a 10k and a 21k respectively my 10k is down by two minutes to 52 uh, and his half marathon time is down to 156 his previous best was 2.04, so the first time under two hours, tense. That is incredible. He says, two changes, I believe, contributed to these improvements, both on advice from team coach Perry. Run easy in the right intensities and zones. Uh, previously, my easy runs were all done below six minutes a K, whereas I do them at approximately 6.30 per K now. This allows my legs time for recovery. I eat more regularly during my long runs as well previously only started to eat two hours into a long run whereas now i start 45 minutes into a run thanks team coach barry for helping me in this regard small changes that have made a massive difference for me running regards Tins. Tins, we love hearing stories like that i've got goosebumps just reading it uh, and uh, yeah keep on keeping on man you doing the work you showing up turning those blocks green on the app uh, and uh, as they say the proof is in the pudding so well done 156 half marathon uh, nothing to scoff at eight minutes off that is fantastic well well done, eh? Congratulations. Uh, and if you want to read more of those success stories in the forum, all you need to do is head over to coachpoweryou.com forward slash join and become part of uh, the Coach Perry Online Training Club. There's over 1,500, 1,500 athletes uh, in that training club at the moment, and we'd love to have you there as well. Uh, follow the process. Turn the blocks green and you can run as best uh, or as well as we know you can. Until next week, from myself, Brad Brown, the coach, Lindsay Parry, and the rest of the team here at uh, coachparry.com, have yourself a great training week and we look forward to chatting with you. Cheers.